Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. And now, Tim Dillon is going to hell. Welcome to Tim Dillon's Going to Hell, everybody. We are here on the uh, back deck again uh, with uh, my friend, comedian, very funny, Kevin Tinkin. Hello. Thank you for being here Thanks again. Thanks for having me. No problem. Again, folks, we're outside. You might hear a little, you might hear a helicopter. Yeah. The screech of an eagle. You might hear something like that. But you don't have to, you don't have to get on the DM and tell me about it, unless it's a positive fucking comment. Unless you're like, this is so fucking nice that you're doing this outside Yeah. because we got some ambient noise in the background so I can fall asleep. I imagine most of you fall asleep listening to the sound of my voice. <laughs> I hope that that's... That's how I get sober. Yeah. So I listen to the sound I hope, of your voice. I, I wonder how many people are listening to this show either sobering up or relapsing. Yeah. If, it's yeah. definitely one of the two. If you're going through a, a police checkpoint, you've had a few drinks, throw yeah. in a pod, sober up. Yeah. So, you know, but I, I like doing them outside. Maybe it's something about being in L.A. There's something nice about being outside here. New York City, you know, there's so many fucking people everywhere. You can't do anything outside without yeah. involving the neighbor or, you know... Somebody hollering at you to get some bootlegs. Yeah. yeah. Somebody... That, that doesn't... Yeah. Or somebody selling <laughs> their their mixtape. Oh, yeah. You know? You ever have the guy that comes up to the gas station and goes, hey, I want to give you my CD. And then he goes, 10 bucks. No, I've never had it oh, at a gas station. That's but happened in, to me. In New York, they do it in Times Square. Yeah. But you know what? How much better off are those guys than most people that we know? Oh, yeah. They're actually you know, trying to sell something at least. They're trying. They figured out a marketing strategy for their fucking art. Dude, it's direct to marketing. I had. I was a tour guide in New York City on the double decker buses, and we would get people. And then, like, a British woman came up to me, and she's like, "I gave a man sixty dollars in Central Park. He sold me a CD." She's like, "Are there really a hundred thousand homeless children in New York?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Maybe. Probably. I don't know." And she goes like this. She goes. Well, that man told me that if I bought his CD, the money goes to the homeless children. It's a donation for the homeless children in New York. There's a hundred thousand homeless. And I'm like, I told him like, ma'am, you know, He's, I don't. Did he have any like, it was just a guy yeah, that walked yeah. up to her with a CD, which by the way, brilliant move on his part. Instead of just being like, because what they do is if you've ever in New York, they give you the CD for free. They go like, hey, I'm, and then they go, and buy, and then they'll take it back if you won't give the money. Yep. They yep. put the CD That's in your hand, and they go, hey, by the way, I'm, I'm a struggling artist. I'm trying to get my music out there. So all these British people and, and like people from Norway come over because they've never seen black people. Oh, yeah. So they're excited yeah. to get a CD from a black, and they want to act like they're cool. You know what I mean? Because yeah. people don't get mad at me. There's not a lot of white people doing this. One of the shadows. There's not a lot gentlemen. of white people slinging mixtapes in Central Park <laughs> or Times Square. There's just not. It's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I bet these mixtapes are good. It's not. Not a lot of white kids doing this. Anybody, by the way, if you see a white person doing this, shoot them. Like the cops should yeah. be able to shoot. <laughs> white people who are selling mixtapes. We like, gotta get those is... numbers up anyway. Right. We gotta get those those white kids getting shot numbers up. I mean, I'm not a big guy on cultural appropriation, 
but I'll tell you right now, every now and then I see something that make me sick. A white kid selling a mixtape will throw me into a funk. I'll be like, that is not your fucking turf. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. But it's, it's it, the wrong area. It's the wrong area. But you do see that. Uh, you, do, you, you, you do see that a lot in terms of like these foreign people that want to be cool. Dude, they're hustling. And then, and then they get this, this, this mixtape. And then they're like standing there and then a lot of them will just give the money because they don't know. Yeah. You know, they don't know. They're like, well, I don't want to, you know, so they're guilty. Oh, some, yeah. You know, some Scandinavian family. Yeah. Some of them don't. It really depends on. We went to the States and we changed the entire economic structure. By <laughs> right. Buying a few mixtapes from yeah. some gentlemen in the park. Yeah. We just, we just helped. <laughs> yeah. I knew the woman got ripped off as soon as she said to me, are there 100,000 homeless in New York? <laughs> as soon as she said that, I'm like, who beat you out of what? Yeah. Like, what did you get beaten out of? Well, those are the type of stats you can't put on a SoundCloud upload yeah. either. You and know by the I mean? way, like, it's one of those questions where I'm like, I don't know, probably. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I don't know. It sounds high, but then it also sounds low. Like, I don't, it's one of those stats where you don't really know. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm homeless, I yeah. think. I don't know if I have a home. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't. Somebody told, he's like, hey, I ain't, I'm not slinging the CDs hard enough. He goes, are you mentioning the homeless? Yeah. Are you mentioning yeah. the homeless in, in New York? Yeah. Well, that, but that's the thing. It's like, you can't just, you can't just lead with the music. You got to lead with a social yeah. ill. Yeah. Children work well. Yeah. My grandma got gang green. Can you buy my album? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there any way, is it true that everybody's grandmother here has gang green? Is that, <laughs> is that true? Does every elderly person have a flesh eating bacteria in New York? Is that true? He showed me his foot and I, I felt obliged. I just spent obliged. $80 on a CD for a man whose grandmother has necrotizing fasciitis. He felt like he deserved it and he's working for it. That's so one I of felt those, fine. That's one of those diseases I, I really like, you know. I, I, I'm a serious or was a serious hypochondriac and I still kind of fuck with it a little bit. Oh yeah. But you know, necrotizing fasciitis, which is the flesh eating back every now and then a kid goes swimming in a lake and then three quarters of his body is like eaten by Ugh. a flesh eating bacteria. That's terrifying. I know. Dude, there's this girl I used to work with. She got bit by a black widow and it looked like that shit. Like it was really? all, yeah, it was like the spidering veins coming out and then she she just cut it open that doctors did and it looked like she just had a vagina on the side of her leg. Really? Like, dude, I'm telling you it was the most disgusting thing I'd ever seen and I it it terrified I'm still more terrified of spiders today. I mean, listen a lot. It's rare that you'll die. I did a report on spiders in eighth grade. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. I did a report on spiders. I, I, it was for my the science fair. That's impressive. And by the way, it like the science fair. <laughs> you're supposed to do like an experiment. The teacher was like, "This has nothing to do." I brought a tarantula in from a pet store. Yeah. The teacher was like, "This has nothing." You know, all the other kids did like experiments or like the volcano. Yep. Or like this is how water changes from a gas to a solid she's like your science fair project is just that there are spiders she's like this is because i just loved spy i'm like yeah there's this is a tarantula dude you're Some, you're a weird kid i was weird but i was just also like i thought it was funny and cool that i just brought a spider in and the teacher was like this checks off none of the boxes of what a technical science fair project is supposed to be. But I got to have a spider for a week, and the only way that I was able to do that is telling my mother that 
I need it for a science fair project. It's for school. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, we got to go get a tarantula. Dude, my my girl just did a science uh, science fair. How old? She's nine. Okay. And uh, she literally, I went and saw it at the school. I didn't want to say anything. Right. But like everybody else, they look nice. Their parents obviously helped more than we did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and hers. You were you let her you let her on her own a little. We, bit. we let her kind of you know it's yeah. her science project. I'm there to guide, but I yeah. got video games to play. Hey, you know? Kev, she's nine. If she's, she hasn't figured it out by now, exactly. She never will. Yeah, I'm I, with you. She's got to learn. Learn, learn how to yeah. fail right, you know. Right, yeah. But hers is literally just a, a bunch of oranges in a plastic cup, like. And, and it, 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 no, I'm not even kidding. It Wait was, it was, what? it was what like it's supposed to be. It was like a two-gallon jug of water that we cut the top off of, and there's oranges in there, and it's supposed to be whether oranges float with the peel on or the peel off. Oh. And so, uh, but when we went there, there was no water it was just oranges what is this like an autistic science fair <laughs> it's like a they, weird obsession for anyone to have they're just excited to get the kids involved in the scientific process you know what i mean what's great about the science fair is you can really see whose parents should be in jail you mm -hmm. know by what oh, yeah. a kid will come in with the social services at the door yeah like some crackhead kid will come in like his parents are crackheads <laughs> he'll come in with like the poster board's not even done you know the oak yeah. tag he's got like papers that aren't it's like he hand wrote it and he just glued it on yeah everyone else all the other kids have like you know just like post like cards that are like like you know yeah. fixed onto the oak tag it looks really nice it's colorful it's attractive he just ripped the paper out of the, one of those binders with all the spools on the sides so it's all frayed yeah this poor kid's just fucking sitting there at his dining room table trying to do this while his parents cook up a rock in the next room and like you know they just walk out and look at it and they go, this is, it'll do. Yeah. That's fine, son. We're just glad Timmy's getting involved. We're just glad he's participating. Yeah. there. I mean, I, I was in a few of those houses when I was growing up because I, I was a, you know, I was a, I was a uh, hooligan. I was a kid that wanted to, like, get drugs all the time, yeah. right? You, you never smoked crack, did you? Uh, I freebased cocaine. Okay. And I remember one of the funniest The JV times, of crack? Yeah. We did, we took rocks of Coke. We didn't cook it up to make it crack, but we put them in a, we were freebasing it, and it was basically crack. And what somebody in the house said to us, they're like, this is basically crack. We just laughed so hard. We were 14. It was one of those times where we just laugh. And we're smoking crack. And we're just like, they're like, this is basically crack. And I looked at my buddy, and I went, this is, we're basically smoking crack. And we just, we fell down laughing. It was just one of those Middle school memories that a lot of people <laughs> don't have. <laughs> but, like, I would every now and then, like, uh, there was this kid, Ryan, whose parents were drunks. And, like, you know, and we went, like, once we went into his house to smoke some weed. And he's like, hey, before you go in here, you know, my house kind of dirty. He was, like, ashamed of it, you know. And I was like, dude, I hang out at, I'm not going to say their names, but I was like, I hang out at Blank Blank, you know, which was the, the Coke house in town. And he's yeah. like, no, I know. And he kind of laughed. I was like, I don't give a fuck, dude. But a lot of my childhood was spent in absolutely filthy houses with like cigarette burns in the carpet, ashtrays overflowing with cigarette Dutch guts everywhere. What Dutch guts? You know, vanilla Dutches, people smoke blunts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like just tobacco all over the place. Oh, yeah. Those shitty linoleum kitchen floors, you know, stains in the carpet, you know, one leather couch that, 
you pull a cigarette stain blanket over yourself and maybe you take a half hour nap. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. I don't trust anybody who hasn't pulled a cigarette stain <laughs> ratty blanket over themselves <laughs> on a fucking coming down from Coke, trying not to die. The rats keep you warm. Yeah, I mean, my friend Michael just got an apartment, and this guy's like, he's the only friend I've made that I made from the podcast. Um, and I met him. Uh, he came to the, a show at the stand once, and he was, he came, he's a good looking guy. You know, fucks a lot of chicks, successful guy, not crazy successful, but, you know, in the, you know, he's, he's doing the right thing. The Tim Dillon demographic. Well, not that <laughs> listens to the show, I imagine not. I imagine he's kind of an outlier. I don't know who's out there, but I'll tell you right now, from the messages I get, I would imagine that he's in the top 1% of people that listen to this show, just in the sense that he's always had his freedom, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um but the first time I met him, he was bleeding. Like, I said to him, like, he came up to me, he's like, I'm a huge fan of the show. And I looked at him, I'm like, dude, you're bleeding. And his arm was bleeding, and he just kind of laughed it off. He didn't know how he was bleeding. Um, and That's a sincere compliment, though. If, you, if yeah. a man goes out of his way who's actively bleeding to tell you he likes something you're doing, you're on the right track. Yeah, no, he... He's one of these dudes who... Women love him, and guys like, but there's a certain type of dude who, like, wants to be taken seriously by dudes and isn't. Yeah. And because he's, like, the dude who fucks everybody's chick. But I don't mean that he fucks everyone's chick. I just mean he's a dude that gets pussy. Yeah. And he's devoted a lot of time and energy to that. And by the way, I was telling him tonight, I'm like, dude, you have a better life. Like, we were talking about our lives, and I'm like, yeah, I've been able to do some cool shit, but... I kind of just would like sometimes I just want to look like him and just fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, not, that's, that's the goal. But he's like, he's like, yeah, but he goes, you know, but then you're like not, you don't feel the pressure to like be successful and like do things or whatever. So it's like, whatever, the grass is greener. But yeah. I'm just like, if I look like you, I would just fuck surfers all day. I'd have AIDS and wouldn't care. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> I wouldn't care. I would, I would want to be. Like, you know, like I would just be like so hot or I'd be like right before I fuck somebody be like, I have AIDS. And this dude, the good guy would be like, who cares? Yeah. Be like, Guess you're we're right. rolling the dice tonight. And he's not an amazing looking guy, but he's good enough looking and he's thin. He's just thin. Yeah. And that's where it's at. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like Ben over here. I mean, he's he's a you're good looking ben, guy. Ben? He could be he could be boning down all over town. Instead, ben he doesn't. Got, Michael's got a sexual energy. Yeah. Like, but Michael's like, he's in it to fuck. Yeah. You can feel it. Ben, Ben's better looking than Michael, but like, Michael just get, like, Michael can just go in and just fuck. He's yeah. just that guy. Yeah. Like, when you're sitting at a table with him, he like, wa you know, he wants to be fucking. Yeah. That, and he's I like trying to do this other thing and like ask me about my podcast. Like, he gives a shit, you know? Yeah. And he does. <laughs> he does care. But he just wants to be fucking some 19-year-old girl at USC, and I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get it. But he also, like, he's, you know, so I was just like, you know, so he just gets this. But he's also a guy who, like, always makes the wrong decisions when it comes to, like, where he lives. Like, he makes these bad real estate decisions. Like, and he loves complaining about them. 
and he's a guy, and not in a funny way. Like there are people like this. There are people that just do things, yeah, so they can complain about them. Yeah, like he moved in, he comes out to L.A. Him, you know, him and his he him and he met some dude, some guy who's another good-looking, in-shape guy who happened to be a psychopath. And he didn't know this, but he like moved in with this guy. And then like a day later, the guy is like, the guy has all these mental problems. The guy's got a, some girlfriend in New York. The guy, the, but the guy's like all over the place. The guy tells Michael, he moves in with Michael. Yeah. And then he tells him, he goes like, as Michael's moving in, he goes, you know, I went on a, my uncle's a rich guy, used to take us on vacation and um, I I woke up one day and he had his hand down my pants when I was like, how long have they known each other? F- literally hours. <laughs> hours. He's moving in the boxes, right? They're eating Chinese food together, just going. So my, Michael's like, oh, okay, okay, you know, hey, you know, this is good story. Yeah. <laughs> so and then the guy goes, says to him, he goes, I just kept going on vacation with him. It kept kind of happening, but you know, he had a lot of money, or whatever, and. <laughs> So, like, Michael tells me this, and I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you right now, telling you right now, telling you right now, you made a big mistake again. Yeah, yeah. This is a big, big mistake. Michael's like, yeah, this guy seems like a real problem. The kid would be, like, crying. Like, he would come home. The kid's really? Crying. Yeah. And then the kid's like, and then Michael's like, I don't really know if I could live with you. And the kid's like, but I still want to be friends with you. I thought you were one of my best friends. Literally, they know each other Dude. 48 hours at this point. Like, So I'm like, oh, this is t- total... But my, one of the reasons Michael likes me is he's attracted to crazy people. He likes crazy people. Yeah, they're You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But my, I've, I have to monetize my crazy, so there's a limit to how <laughs> crazy I can get. Yeah. I have to be crazy in the, in the parameters of civil society. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But this dude does not. So he would come home and the kid would be, and then the kid starts saying to him, like, if you leave, I don't know what I'll do, man. I'm afraid of myself. Like, I don't know if he's threatening Michael or threatening to kill himself Good or whatever. God. So finally. And they they just moved in together. Or they just. Literally, seven, they're, it's, this is all under 72 hours. Jesus. Where the kid is threatening to harm himself, saying, because the kid's on drugs, he's got all these problems. And Michael's calling me. He's like, I'm so mad at myself. I don't know why I did this. And I'm like, I know why you did it. Because you were just like, you saw a beautiful apartment. Yeah. This kid seemed like a whatever, but you know? So he then gets this apartment. Now he's living in this place in Marina Del Rey. Oof. Now, Marina Del, Marina Del Rey. Le, 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 here's the thing, man. Here's the thing here. I got to, you know, and I, he's like... He's one of my best friends, and he knows. He knows that I have to broadcast this, you know, to hundreds of thousands of people. It is what it is. But when you're friends with me, yeah. my parents know this. They, you know? Yeah. I'm, I, I, I want to do a live podcast for my mother's mental institution, but all oh. of the people I want to have on keep dying. <laughs> Literally. One of them died the other day. And so it's like, oh no, this is tough. But I'm like, I'm going to- One of the inmates- or one yeah, of the, no, the they're patients. In, they're in, you can, listen, buddy. <laughs> how about this? You could call them patients, but they can't leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So inmate is fine for okay, that. Okay. I know. You know. I know. We want to be all sweet on them, but a patient can go outside. The inmate. You know what I mean? My mother can go out, but it's you got to sign a waiver and take her out and then bring her back in. You know? Oh yeah. So swap responsibility. So Michael goes and gets his apartment in like, you know, this, this like it looks like a hotel. It looks like an older hotel. It's like one of these complexes. 
popcorn ceilings. You know those like ceilings. Oh, it's yeah. all carpet. The whole his apartment is all carpet. The halls are carpeted. There's stains everywhere. <laughs> the halls are carpeted. The halls. Oh, the halls. The halls. Uh, you know, it's there's got to smell great. It looks like the hotel from the Florida Project. You know. Yeah. But with none of like the fun people. But maybe there are some fun people. Like, yeah, I think he smoked a little weed in his apartment and he got a note slipped under the door and they're like, hey, uh, I'm on dialysis. I can't close the window. I- I'm not strong enough to open the window. Please, you know, there's a lot of dangers of secondhand smoke. And he was just like, okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but like, a lot of positives of smoking weed, though, if you're on dialysis. Right, right. Yeah, but he, you know, so who knows? He's probably getting blamed for a lot of other shit that's going on there. But, like, nobody forced him to make this decision, right? Yeah. And the place has a pool and whatever. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I walk in and I'm like, you know, this is, it's, <laughs> he's spending like 2400 a month, 2500 a month. Ocean view? Stop. <laughs> There's no ocean view. But he's like, I'm two blocks from the beat. Here's the thing, folks. What is this need to live by the beach? What psychosis is this? Like, I'm two blocks from the beach. You're either on the beach or you're not. Yeah. I'm an hour from the beach. Same shit. (laughs) You're either on the beach or you're not on the beach. You either have to put shoes on or you don't. Beach towns are disgusting. They're full of drunks, junkies. It's true. The yeah. people that are attracted to the beach, 10% of them are upstanding people that want to jog and do volleyball, and the other 90% of them are homeless heroin addicts. Yeah. So every beat, Venice, you go down to Venice, it's like, who would want to live in this? I would rather live at the gathering of the Juggalos <laughs> than live in these beach t- Like, even Malibu is dirty. And shit, like, I understand if you have a mansion and you have a view of whatever, but... It's filthy. It's filthy. And I'm a water guy. I'm a beach guy. I love it. I grew up in a beach town. I get it. Yeah. You know what we used to do? When I grew up on the beach, we used to sniff cocaine on it Mm -hmm. at night. And, like, all the people that bought houses on the beach were like, who are these dirt bags? Yeah. We're what, your kids. What the hell's this? Why is this, you know, smoking weed and doing blow on the beach? That's what people do on the beach. It's a good time. So he's like, yeah, two blocks from the beach. And and then he starts saying things. He's like, you know, he's a, he's a guy with like very specific complaints. He's like, there's nowhere to get an $8 food <laughs> item here. Yeah, no shit. I'm like, yeah. He's like, it's either a lot of money or it's like, there's just nowhere to get an eight. And he acts like he was, you know, somebody at gunpoint put a gun in his mouth, dragged him into this place and said, sign this lease or we're going to blow your brains out of the back of your skull. (laughs) That's what he acts like. But he did this completely voluntarily because he kind of likes... I think there's some a part, you know, because he's like, he's like, all the things that are better are 35, and I can't, you know, I can't spend that much, and I can't, so yeah. I have to get, the, I have to be in this, and it, it's just one of those things where it's like, you, you know, at a certain point, you just, you, you got to realize if you keep making these decisions, there's a reason you keep making them. There's a, there's yeah. a reason you keep making them. <clears throat> you, you know, you want to be in a position. 
that you don't and and I, it is what it is. I'm not judging anybody. I've made a lot of bad choices no. in my life. But not the bad choices that anyone thinks. Like, right. You're not signing leases on shitty on shitty apartments. I don't sign anything. <laughs> I haven't signed anything in ten years. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Is it uh, the is, last thing I signed was a mortgage note for six hundred and seventy thousand dollars. It's a good investment. And guess what? <laughs> that didn't work out well for me or the people that gave me six hundred and seventy thousand dollars when I was coked out and twenty three years old, <laughs> and I showed up in a sweaty coke panic signing papers. <laughs> that's the last thing I signed, dude. That you know that, but that was the sign of the times. I mean, that's that was, that's that's how you did a loan signing if, back if then. If you didn't buy a house with a subprime mortgage and lose it. You're a cuck. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. You're a fucking cuck. If you didn't go on the fucking ride like all of us good Americans, yeah. then fuck you. Dude, I was I had you an upside down mortgage. Be in this country. Yeah, I was right there with you. Uh, There's no debtor's prison. This isn't Dubai where they lock you up in jail because you can't pay for something. Yeah. You just declare bankruptcy. And Declaring bankruptcy, which I haven't done and I will probably but eventually, maybe I don't know. But declaring make, bankruptcy, make sure you buy a, a nice fridge before you do. That's the I move. will celebrate my bankruptcy at a beautiful restaurant in Beverly Hills. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't. People say to me, "Oh, you defend capitalism." I don't really defend capitalism. All I know about capitalism is you borrow a lot of money, you don't pay it back, and no one can put you in a cell. Yeah, that's my understanding of capitalism. It's the American dream. Now that now it hurts your kids or whoever's around for it. I'm I'm not advising this. But I'm a lone wolf here. I'm right. wandering around the desert alone. If you hand me a bag of money and say, this will work out, I'm going to say, you bet, I bet it will. <laughs> I bet it will. <laughs> what am I going to tell you? Do I know better than Wells Fargo what I need? No. And they said I needed a bag of money. And I was inclined to agree with them. Ah, uh, Wells Fargo, baby. But Michael's a legit guy. He's got credit. He's a real person. Yeah. He's got a hot little girlfriend who's a nurse. Yeah. They could make a real fucking life of it. Mm -hmm. You know? And, you know... I don't know. He's working. He's a, he's in the weed thing now. He came out here to get into this weed business because he had a really good job. Fantastic. And and he wanted to come out here and he got rid of that job, but he wanted to come out here because listen, unless you get involved in one of these uh, businesses that the, the potential to make a lot of money, yeah, it, you know, it, you're it's the wild west out here with weed. You know, yeah, laws are changing every day. Companies yep. are are emerging. People are trying to. There's a huge group of people that come out to the state with law degrees that are, want to be consultants that want to take a lot of these mostly illegal operations and make them legal. And there's a lot of people that are that are trying to get into that business, and I think he was in a an imposition in his company where he's like, "I'll make 150 grand a year every year till I'm dead. Go to Mets games, have a nice house on Long Island, or let me fucking take a shot." Yeah. I think he saw a guy like me, who is fucking taking a shot. You know, I make tens of thousands of dollars a year. Oh, you know, wow. I have hundreds of fans, and I think he saw that and he said, "I want to be a I want to be a guy like Tim who puts it all on the line." You know. Yeah. So that he could fucking stay in his friend's spare room every yeah. now and then. That's what he wants. And that type of inspiration is why I'm here. I'm here so that people that have good lives can throw them away in the hopes that there's something yes. great on the other side of it. Because fucking I was on a podcast people listen to. Yeah. No, you've made it. <laughs> I mean, you, you've made these it. People think I am like, yeah, these people. Like, somebody said to me the other day, like, you're probably getting ready to buy a house. I'm like. 
<laughs> I'm getting ready to buy a gun. <laughs> Are you nuts? <laughs> I make no money, and all the money I make is taken from me from my agent and my manager. Yep. Who deserve that occasionally. My agent does, and my manager is, I enjoy him, you know? And uh, so what you, I make a third of my money, and then there's taxes, and then there's, you know, so, but but I do think there's a lot of risk, and it's exciting, and I get that. Yeah. To a guy like him, you know, we've had talks about this. He's like, I want to do something exciting. You know, I want to be part of it. I want to be a millionaire. I want to, I want to have all this. But what, what, what I think he doesn't realize is that, like, none of that really, like, it's good. And it's great to make money, but I don't think it matters in the way that he thinks it matters. Like I think, you also, know, like if fulfillment wise, yeah. Because at the end of the day, I think what he doesn't realize is that the people that make that kind of money, their entire unless you get really lucky, yeah, their entire life is dedicated to making that kind of money. Right. Yeah. Everything they do, uh, you know, people when people think about making money. They think about vacations. They think about, oh, this is the house I live in. And the rich people that I know, when they're on a vacation, they're, they're, they're not even on it mentally. They're somewhere else thinking yeah. about their fucking business, thinking about, you know. They're on the phone on yeah. a beach somewhere yelling at somebody. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I think that there's, you know, because he works for, you know, people that are, you know, really committed to. But, you know, he sees... You know, the first class airfare, the big houses, the big money. And listen, you want that. And I get it. And God, listen, I hope he makes all the money he wants. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hope he makes all the money he wants and he'll be very happy. You know, I mean, what's nice about him is he he doesn't, you know, he knows the, the apartment is shit. Yeah. So that I don't have to pretend like. You know, this is a, it reminded me of one of those crack houses I hung out at when I was 13. Yeah. I'm like, should we start crushing up rocks? Like, what are we, what are we doing here? Marina Del Rey. Yeah, why are you living? Well, I'm by the beach. I try to walk down to the beach every day before work. Why? Why? Again, you're having it. That's not a rich thought. That's not a rich person thought. Before work. There is no before work. And there's no after work. There's just fucking work. Yeah. What are you going around fucking with seals in the morning? Yeah. He's like, you know, sometimes I could maybe jump in the water in the, in the day. You've not earned the beach. You've not earned the beach. You get no beach. That's a great John Mulaney joke where he talks about all these house hunter shows mm-hmm. where John Mulaney's like, and now another episode of oh, who doesn't deserve a beach house, you know? <laughs> I've been watching those, and I never got into them, but I've been watching them more and more where people, I like the ones that are in real shithole areas mm-hmm. where it's like the realtors look like shit and they show up without shoes on yeah. and they're selling people like, just $300,000 beach houses in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, salt of the earth. Yeah, salt of the earth people. Yeah. And, you know, Mobile, I, wa- I was, when I was a kid, I was, I was in uh, uh, Annie Get Your Gun, which was a show that was on Broadway. They toured it around the country. I was 11 years old. I lived on a, uh, you know, we stayed in different hotels every night, but I lived on a tour bus. I went to Mobile, Alabama. And, you know, the, the, you know Mobile, Alabama is I saw the thing that I, I, I went on one of those rides where they, they pull you up in a harness and then let you swing, and it's still there. Like, I, on the dumb yeah. real estate show, we're talking <laughs> talking 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago, the same ride. Like, yeah. mobile, but it's just funny when the realtor is like, you know, they're, they're telling these people, like, about all the different, 
you know, things that the house has and all the people are like really excited. They're like, you can't, you can't beat these views. Can't beat it. Can't beat these views. And it's like, yeah, but let's, let's be honest. You're going to be in the house and you're going to, for, for a lot of the people on that show, not all of them, but for a lot of the people on that show, you'd be just as happy getting drunk and posting about QAnon somewhere else. <laughs> you don't need to be on the beach to post about QAnon on Reddit in a methamphetamine haze. <laughs> you don't need to be, get away. Stop this. I like to be doing my posts on, yeah. on uh, when I'm on full-on crack cocaine, when I, there's an extra bedroom. In I the like other. this town. It's real quaint. You can walk everywhere. Anyway, uh, Guantanamo is being kept open because Barack and Hillary are going to jail for running a human trafficking <laughs> ring. And Trump was sent by Jesus. To, it's like, okay, but this could go on a few blocks away from the beach. Probably. Check, right? check me out at Trump Soldier 69 <laughs> yeah. on the line. Yeah. I'm sure you could really light up R the Donalds from another location that isn't, you know, really. I don't think you need seagulls shitting on your head. Dude, my wife watches While that. You're... <laughs> <laughs> my wife will watch that show, and just I just will feel so shitty while she watches it because right. we're sitting in this two bedroom apartment in Sunland with our two kids, yeah. And uh, you know we've got a, a guy, a, a streetwalker that just walks into people's houses, just some random vagrant that's literally just open, just seeing if people's doors are open and see if they got food in their house. Some dude did that to our downstairs neighbor. I got to be honest and, with you, I'm trying to think of how different that guy's life is from mine not really that different at all <laughs> kind of what this i place do. open they got sandwiches yeah that's kind of what i do just uh, walking around <laughs> knocking on doors but we'll watch these shows and there'll be guys like in mobile or the, some random middle of the country place and they're buying these gargantuan ten thousand square foot homes yeah and it's just like well this one's a real fixer upper uh you know it's ninety seven thousand dollars i know that's a bit <laughs> above your budget but I, you know what if we if we do this we can put a lot of improvements you know well what's great what you learn about those shows is you just you're if you don't have to live in new york or la you're you're kind of free absolutely you know there's an amazing freedom you get from just being able to go somewhere else because some of these fucking houses will be like this house is seven thousand square feet yep it's 18 bedrooms 16 <laughs> bathrooms pool you know and it's like yeah three hundred thousand dollars yeah because you're living in the middle of the woods and like i love like you know, they'll tell them, they're like, you won't see any neighbors, you're yeah. out here, you're secluded, you're living in the fucking woods. Yeah, some of them, though, they're like the guy, I, my favorite ones are the ones where, where one of them will have like an archery range in the backyard, yeah. and then they'll, it's a shitty house, and then they'll show them two other houses, and, and the guy will be like, if I'm honest, I really want that archery range. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can put that at any of the other houses, but yeah. they can't see beyond, you know, beyond. Well, no, and I also love the people on those shows who've clearly inherited all the money, who oh, don't I even know what a month payment is or what a mortgage is yeah they have literally no clue and they're like it's time to get a home we live in a house right now and by the way i'm imitating southern people i know that they're not all Southern. don't fucking start a problem with me and tell me that they're not all southern i just can't do a lot of fucking accents but a lot of them are southern you know they have we these beach English. communities like i don't even know exist they'd be like i want to get a beach house in gainesville florida yeah <laughs> I want to get a second home for my family down in Gainesville. I want a fan boat. You know, I want something to go ahead and knock the gator heads and around. Then, you know, and they'll be like local realtor Susan Coleman Eddie's here. Her, she's here to show this couple 
some options for a beach house in Gainesville, Florida. Now, Susan's son is incarcerated. <laughs> Recently, she barricaded herself in the bathroom while he tried to break down the door to steal the rest of her pain medication. <laughs> and Susan sadly had to put him in jail where she hopes he'll find Jesus. <laughs> Susan's out here trying to show this other couple what beach house in Gainesville, Florida in a swamp is best to suit their needs. <laughs> these realtors look haggard on these shows. Oh, haggard, yeah. These realtors. Oh, they're like, beat up. Like beat up. They're wearing like beaters. Yeah. These realtors, a lot of them are women. Yeah. They show up looking like, you know. Light complected with purple lipstick. Oh, like yeah. Dark eyeliner, pencil thin eyebrows. Yeah, they, 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 they show up and they're just, it. the whole thing is super awkward. And Once we get the possums out of the garage, this place is going to be great. Yeah. They're like, and, and and the thing about real estate is like, there's not a ton of middle ground. So there's people that make a lot of money at it. And then there's people, and it's kind of like comedy. It's like people who really aren't realtors, but they have, they pass that test. Oh yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So they're just, they don't know shit. Yeah. They don't know anything. And they're just kind of stumbling around a house, yeah. showing these other degenerates, you know. Dude, I, I read, uh, you know, the Robert Kiyosaki's uh, The Millionaire Next Door or whatever. Yeah. The, one of those books about real estate. And I thought, oh, I, I'm, it's on now. I'm yeah. going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start getting real estate and start renting it out. And nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Like you go to these places, the guy, I remember we, some guy tried to get us to go to a, a conference for $3,000 and uh, we show up at the conference and the lady at the front desk doesn't even know what's going on. This was like a preview. He's yeah. like, show up. Well, the first day is free. And if you want to do the full thing, you know, and then we found out it was three grand while we were in the conference. But the guy's advice was go in, look on the newspaper for houses. Yeah. That was his advice. Right. Yeah. Look, if you go yeah. get a paper, your local paper. <laughs> yeah. You go, you look in, there's houses for sale. Right. And you can buy them. Now, sometimes you go and you can't get a loan, maybe. Not a problem. Go in there, see if they'll be financed a loan for you. Yeah. The, going, well, no. Real estate is like a business for people who think books are gay, you know? <laughs> That's like the people that get into real estate are retarded. Even the. Even the ones that make millions of dollars a year, they're stupid people, and they have like they're dumb. They're not smart. So even the big ones that are making ten million dollars a year in New York are, are simply can only talk about tile in a bathroom. Yeah, they have no idea what's going on. They have no idea. They they it's, it's that sales ethos yep. of not concentrating on anything else except making the sale. Oh yeah. So they don't care. They will sell how like there's tents all over LA that these people drive by. People are literally like it's 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 fucking post apocalyptic war zone. These people drive through it, they don't even look at it, don't think about it, don't care, listening to some fucking motive you know? Dude. And then they just go walk around a house and they're like, There's a lot of natural light. There's a lot of natural light in the sunroom. And it's like, well, that's nice. Society's crumbling. Have, have you thought of that? I, that's why I would suck at that job. Because I would, in the middle of the sale, I would look at the people and go, did you see the tents on the way here? Like, how long till that just, you know, boils over? And what happens? Do you think those people get weapons eventually? Or anyway, 
Yeah, there is light here, I guess, yeah, in the you, room. You can keep the swing set in the backyard. It's if like you agents want. and managers. None of these people are. There are so few smart people in the world. There's not a lot of smart people. And sales is not a job for smart people. It's a job, and, but you need salespeople. I respect the hell out of sales. But I would rather hang out with them than these fucking. Uh, there's a lot of pseudo intellectual people who think that they're intelligent, right? But what that really means is they 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 have no social skills. So you have a lot of autists running around places that can't speak to a human being without being terrified. Right. Well, they the get world scared. Just if you say hello to them, they act like you've played a. A cruel joke <laughs> on them. So so they tend to think they're intelligent because they read, uh, you know, marks all day and then stumble out to an open mic. But so I'd rather the, yep. I'd rather some <laughs> dumb, hot salesperson who's just coming all over and fucking hot and dumb as fuck and just cares about. But then there's a limit to, you know. Those people also, you're like, okay, enough's enough. Dude, I used to work. Uh, I used to work sales uh, at, at Wells Fargo, and yeah. this girl came in uh, for. What an I like interview. about Wells Fargo is that's a company that'll just bang uh, an old person right over the head. Oh, dude, I got a story for you, man. Yeah. Uh, the but this, I remember this girl came in for a job interview, and she literally had a huge scar over her neck, like she tried to behead herself. Yeah. And it was red, and she was like a real pale skin, and it was just so obvious, like it was just ridiculous. And uh, she leaves, and I, I, I go to my manager, I go, what do we, th- I, I go, we, are we going to hire? He goes, I don't know. And I go, what, what's with the scar, though? Don't you think that'll be a little off-putting to people? And he goes, look, man, she's hungry. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, yeah, all right. He's like, that's all we need. I just need somebody that's hungry and has no morals and then yeah. just is willing to do whatever it takes <laughs> to get the is. sale. I'm like, hey, fair enough. That's what it is. Dude, Does there, it matter? There is this, this guy in his Does it 80s. matter if it's that guy from the last scene of Beetlejuice with that little head? <laughs> as long as he's hungry and he wants to crush it. He's hungry and aggressive. He wants to be aggressive and crush it. He told me he loves the phones. As long as there's not one thought that goes through his head that doesn't correlate to fucking selling whatever horse shit we've yeah. decided people need. <laughs> you know? Dude, we had some guy in his 80s who had uh, a house in Fresno. Yeah. Fresno, Central Valley, California. And uh, the house was worth 750 grand. We somehow were able to uh, bump the values to get him a $1.2 million loan. And the lady that comes in and signs it is like this decent-looking woman in her 30s with these huge six-inch heels on. And she he's over in the chair just kind of like slumped over, barely conscious. And right. she's just going, well, honey, if we do this, then we can get the pool. We can get that pool and right. maybe even the boat we were talking about getting. Yeah. And he's just like, eh. Uh, barely, yeah. just barely conscious. Yeah, that woman, by the way, they'll write an article about her that she's a victim. Oh of, yeah, you know, she's yep. a victim. This yep. woman, who's yeah. like, I told that story the other week on the podcast. It's like the idea that these people are victims is, is kind of funny. But I listen. I love sales because of there's something cool about a sales office because literally it's not. You know, when you look at certain businesses. People, especially the one that we're in, a lot of the writers are all Ivy fucking boys. They all fucking come from the same place. Sales office, dude, you'll have people, you'll have an 80-year-old guy selling shit just because he's like, I'm trying to stay alive. Yeah. And I, I do appreciate it. Something about that I appreciate 
Um, Dude, this I, guy Keith would come into uh, into into work, and the hot news every day would be what he found last night. Right, because he was a speedhead, <laughs> and he would just he would be like, "Dude, I got some nice brass, real nice brass last yeah. night. It was a, a big haul." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, my truck was almost full up, and I, you know, we bets I barely got to work on time." I had some of the most fun. There was this guy named Howie I used to work with. Who was a cocaine dealer and also sold mortgages, but didn't really sell mortgages because he didn't really know what they were. But he was like a an adult, he was like a forty year old guy. He was oh, in yeah. his mid thirties at that point, who he should have known. And I remember just being nineteen and sitting in his apartment and watching him like do cocaine. And he's like, "I want to move to Santa Domingo." He goes, "Cause that's where they treat you like a fucking person. That's where they treat you like a fucking person." And I was all coked out, just staring at him. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, th- those are dark times. And then I got into, <laughs> those were dark times. And then you get into comedy and you're like, oh, those were great. Like, those yeah, people yeah. were fine. Those people were, I I got I, sh- I got shit on the other day. I wrote this tweet about this movie, Love, Simon, which is a movie, uh, I don't know if you've seen Love, Simon. It was a it. book. It came out in 2015. And I-, I-, I tweet stuff and every now and then people get enraged at me. But this was, people were really angry. Because Love, Simon is about... A gay guy who uh, cor- starts corresponding anonymously with another person at his school, okay? Mm-hmm. And he then struggles with coming out of the closet, and then he comes out of the closet. But his parents are like liberal, and they have a beautiful house in the suburbs, and he's gorgeous, and everything works out at the end, and you of know, course. everything's fine. And so I tweeted out, like, listen. This is, you know, I understand, but listen, you know, let's stop pretending that in 2016 coming out is like it was in 1950. Yeah. Okay. Can we stop pretending that this isn't angels in America where everyone's dropping (laughs) dead of AIDS and, and basically everyone else is going good. Good, good. <laughs> this isn't what's going on. I'm not saying that people don't have struggles with it, especially, you know, people have different. So I just tweeted like, listen, I was like, I have had conversations in Uber pools that are more worthy of being a show than this. <laughs> it's 2019. Yeah. And the plot line is that this kid in the suburbs is just like, how do I how do I do it? Yeah. How can I do it? His friends are all liberal. Friends not. Yeah. You're not living in the backwoods of some. So I thought that would be an innocuous thing. And the, the hate that I got from people. For how? People got so angry on Twitter. They're like, everybody's coming out. Story matters. Number one, it doesn't. Let's be, on, <laughs> let's be very honest. Let me be very clear about that. It doesn't matter. I think people having access to water matters yes to be on you know 100 percent. and and if oh, everyone's coming out story matters well then no one's matters yeah. does it yep uh some people come out it's a big deal some it's a thing some and i'm not taking it might matter to you personally but who gives a shit sure it doesn't feel bad so people call me heterosexual they're like you're a header you don't understand anything about and you are a blah, blah. and all these people that are enraged i'm not gonna read the tweets i don't want to give these fucking people you know, but it was just kind of funny to me yeah. that people get so angry at the fucking idea that no, you are not interesting just because you you suck dick. <laughs> it doesn't make you it, it might have been ninety seven, yeah, but we got other shit now. Yeah. We got 
3,000 genders. Yeah. We got, we've got <clears throat> other shit. We've moved on now. Right. It's not, now, I know that people don't want to trade that card in because then they have to have something to fucking... And I'm not saying it's easy for gay people. I know that I pass as a straight person, so it's easier for me. You know what I mean? Is that, what it, is that the th- Well, that's thing? what people say. People are like, well, you pass as a straight guy. That's why you work comedy clubs. And I say, no. They're wearing Here's why skates. I work comedy clubs. I make the people there laugh yeah. who've paid to be there. I don't talk about come for an hour. Yeah. And I don't do a... a, a you know, like I, I talk about sexuality in the act, and it is what it, like this whole idea now. It's like no, I hate to say, it, but it's like it's no longer interesting. Being gay is no longer interesting. Yeah, it just isn't. Dude, I got in trouble at a mic. Some some girl pulled me aside outside and was just like, uh, uh, "You're you're you're punching down." Because I said I, I I I was just sitting in this mic and everybody was going up there and essentially their whole set was this is who I fuck and and nobody will take you know be okay with it and uh, yeah by the way and everyone and is everybody, everyone is everybody's no clapping they're clapping like, I fuck a dog everyone's like great <laughs> yeah no one cares great. yeah no one cares no I just I went on stage and I was just like I hope that there's more to you than what you put your dick in or let people put in you I hope and by there's the way more there is spoiler alert there is not to me. <laughs> Many of these people, there was not, and that's the problem. Yeah. Many of these people, I look at them, I'm like, oh, thank God you were gay, because if not, you would be a fu- you would be a customer service rep at Geico, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's what yeah. you would do. Your conversations with people should consist of this: Were you hit from behind? Are the police on the way? Are you okay? Has an ambulance showed up? That's what it is. <laughs> Nobody needs your fucking thoughts. Your thoughts have no value. Right. Your thoughts have no value because you put a dick in your mouth or you, you, you put your tongue in a pussy. If you're what, whatever it is. No one cares. So my whole thing with Love, Simon is, and here's the other thing, right? So I'll tell you about a Love, Simon situation that I had. This is another reason that I might hate the movie because I will now tell you about Love, it, Simon. It's about you. Yeah, but it doesn't, what my Love, you know, the Love, Simon worked out very nicely in this film and they ended up, uh, this hot black kid, hot white kid on a Ferris wheel, and it was the last scene of the movie. Is like they meet each other finally on this Ferris wheel, and they're like, "Aren't you happy?" And da 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 da. And that's not what always happens, and that's unrealistic to me. But people like that. People love that stuff. Gotta have a bow on it. People want the bow on it. Yeah. They 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 want it to be. But I used to. There were these blogs in like two thousand and. Again, I want to say this because I don't. I never want to lie to my audience. People <laughs> have remarked that here the show. People have said it sounds like you're smoking a cigarette on the show, and I don't smoke, and I've never smoked. And <laughs> what they're hearing when I smoke a cigarette, they're hearing me enjoy a, a pear. Oh, that's yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Pear that I I'm was eating, wondering why you keep eating which is pears. very healthy. It doesn't seem like pears are healthy, to be honest. They're so good. <laughs> They're so luscious. I haven't had one in a, in a in a while, except now. I'm having one now. Oh, it's a podcast pear. Yeah, so that's what it is. But I used to. There were these blogs where there would be these blogs would be like closeted frat boy, and closeted frat boy would write. It would be some kid who would be like in a frat in like a school, and he would just write about fucking. 
dudes on the DL, and you would read these blogs to really get off. That's yeah. why you would read yeah. them. Oh, yeah. He would tell some story about some guy that he met, and, you know, and there are oh, some frat guy that I didn't know was like, we all got drunk, and then we all, you know. I was getting I, hazed with a paddle. What they did yeah, know it was, was just, that I loved it was, every it moment. It was just porn, essentially. Yeah. But then also these kids, but you would fall in love with these guys if you kept read because you identified with them. You're like, mm-hmm. well, I'm in the closet, and this person's in the closet, and da 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 and you're and they had the life that you wanted they were they were you know good looking and they were athletic and they were all these things that you yeah. wanted to be and they were fucking whatever so i started to correspond with a guy who was this closeted financial guy okay and he would write all these dumb you know things about what it's like to be a guy in the closet in the finance world. Hmm. And he had graduated an Ivy League school and whatever. And I just, you, I never saw his picture, so I would just imagine what he looked like, right? So I would correspond with him back and forth. And, you know, he, he would talk to me and I'd be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a comedian. And back then I was just like really doing open mics and everything. I was trying to, I, I felt so, you know, this guy had his own apartment that was really cool in the city and he was taking guys back there to fuck and all this shit and the other thing. Yeah. So I was like corresponding with him and I'm like, oh, maybe one day we'll meet or anything like this, which never happened. But I was like, oh, you should come to a comedy show every now and then, which he never, you know, of course he's never going to go to. Um, but uh, I would I would correspond with him. And then one day, and this is what happened in Love, Simon, one, and we would, we would correspond like a few times a week. So it was like, and I, every you know, when the email would come into my inbox, I'd be like happy, and yeah. be like, oh, this guy, oh, yeah. it's really cool. And then one day I emailed him, and the and the the email was no good. Really, it didn't work. So it was like he was, you know, what he I mean? Disappeared, like you were getting catfished or something. I wonder to this day where that guy is. I'm like, did he marry a woman? Yeah. Did he come out of the closet? So my last ditch attempt, <clears throat> like, like the email didn't work, and I was just like. I was just like, I still think about that dude. Yeah. That guy. Blurred. His email just was like blurred because he said, my life's a blur. And he would just tell these stories. Yeah. And a lot of them would be like, you know, I'm just I'm so uncomfortable. Somebody made this gay joke at work, blah, blah, blah. And then I went out and I met this guy and we ended up fucking. He would go into this detail. He knew why people wanted to read the blog. You know right. what I mean? He got it. Like it was, it was, you know, partially like, oh, I'm trying to figure myself out. But then it was like. You know, he was like, he was hung and he had such a huge dick. You know, he got, you know what I mean? His balls were sparkling in yeah, the moonlight. Yeah, it was like all this shit, you know? And then, so one day, and I, and I don't know what happened. It was like one of those people that I'll never know. I kind of knew online, but I'll never know as a human. Like, I'll never know him as a person. And it was just a weird feeling. Um, well, you were connected. We were connected in a weird way. How old were you? 24 and were you were you still in the closet 100 percent. yeah i mean and you so you got somebody that you're sharing your intimate details with 100%. that you're embarrassed about or you're ashamed about with everybody else that accepts you that you're relating to and then they just fucking disappear of course now you know that guy was corresponding with dudes who were hot who were like sending pictures of their dick you know what i mean who knows and maybe maybe they love not. you maybe, for your maybe mind the juice, here's the thing like maybe the guy was you know my friend said to me he's like that guy could have been 70 that guy oh, could yeah. have been living this pretend world, yeah. just to and get like, and that flipped me out. Could be that your dad. Fuck. It could have been your 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 own father. My my father has never put work in anything, let alone a <laughs> blog post. You know what I mean? I'll tell you that much. That would have been a paragraph. Uh, uh, no, I. 
<laughs> His friends listen. I love my father, but my father's one of those guys who's like, oh, is it three? Well, it's quitting time. Um, <laughs> hey, that's a good man. Hey, it's quitting time. It's one o'clock. Um, but so then I got flipped out because I'm like, oh, this fucking dude that I had imagined was exactly. But I, I think he still was that guy. But yeah. I have no proof of that. But I think he was this person that he said he was, which was this young finance guy who was, you know, trying to figure himself out. Yeah. Kind of in the, you know, <laughs> certainly in the closet, experimenting and all this shit. But I'll never know. And it's weird. Yeah. Then I'm like, I want, because he knows my name. I told him my whole name and everything. So I wonder if he's ever like been like, oh, I wonder what happened to that. Because he yeah. did talk to me. We did have like meaningful conversations. Dude, I bet he did, man. I bet. I, because you don't. I mean, unless it was a complete scam where somebody was just living a different life and just yeah. like writing, you know, they just wanted to be a creative writer. So they were writing these fuck tales on, you know, blog posts and then yeah. ended up making a connection. But it, I mean, you, you can't correspond with somebody that much and then just not care. I would say I mean? if, if he's out there and he's listening to this show, can you please piss in my mouth <laughs> for, for subscribers? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, four subscribers. The intimacy. I don't even think I'm into that, but I just feel like, because it's not, I don't, if you don't want to have sex with me, it's fine. I get, hey, sure. Yeah. I get it. Just a little piss in the mouth. Just piss in my mouth. Yeah. Okay. Because what? I talked to you for months. Yeah. Months of emails. I cared. And I think it might be a nice thing for you to do to kind of give back to the community, you know? Um, Dude, you're, there's going to be a, a, a podcast that Serial does where they find out he's one of the smiley face killers. <laughs> and, and it's another thing that I'll get no money from. I'll make no revenue. By the way, when that smiley, if that ever breaks, you know, they're going, they won't go on my show. They'll go on some big show. Oh, I try dude. to get those detectives on. I'm like, hey, hey, assholes, <laughs> you want to come on the show and maybe raise some awareness about this case you've been thumping around with for 20 years, promising these families justice and, and, and asking them for money? Um, and then they responded like, well, we're, we're, we're in this thing with oxygen. We got to see what's happening with season two. I'm like, oh, so that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. That's you, what it's about. It's not you don't about, want to get the word out. Yeah, you don't care about finding the killer. You care about being on oxygen so we could get a bunch of uh, uh, fat women as a crack detectives. You yeah, know? yeah. A well, crack squad of fat detectives. Uh, uh, when they're folding that laundry, yeah. their, main, their mind starts going A bunch of women eating 19 mode. halo tops because they think it's healthy. <laughs> Sitting there watching your show. This one's whole grain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking clowns. Like oxygen, some like fucking, like that's a great, you know, that's a great we're getting the word out on oxygen. Dude, fine. You know? We're gonna put uh, we're gonna put these kids' photos on the back of lean cuisine boxes. <laughs> Hopefully, somebody finds them. You know, <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Then you're like, I mean, you know. But it was a weird, it was a weird thing. And there's a lot of dudes now that are that are gay that are not coming out, or they're just like, it is what it is. There's a lot of bisexual guys. There's a lot of guys that are just like, I'm not gonna. I don't, you know, for whatever reason, they're like, I just don't feel the need to. Yeah, I, I believe. I, I believe it. I mean, that it would be a weird thing to have to declare every, what you're into yeah. sexually. Right. Like with everybody. I mean, I understand the need to do it. And obviously, I'm, you know, I'm 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 a cisgender white piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like the, I, I would imagine it, it it's awkward to like have to go public. You know, with something. Well, like I have that. to. People don't realize on stage. I have to come out every single set. Yeah, 
So if I'm doing a headlining set, I come out in the set. If I'm doing a 15-minute set, a lot of times I don't yeah. because if I'm not working on a joke where it matters. And now in some markets, if you say you're gay, you get uh, goodwill. Yeah. So I want to be like, oh. what can I say without them knowing that? Like, how far can I push these jokes without them knowing that? But in a headlining set, I have material about it. If I'm talking about it, it does come out. Yeah. But, it's, you know, and there's a lot of gay comics that never have to. They just get on stage right. and they're fucking cool. And, I mean, it is what it is. You could just tell, you know? Yeah, you can tell all your racist jokes and be like, look, I'm gay. It's yeah. okay. But a lot of the guys <laughs> that I hooked up with, too, were like guys that are either in the closet or weird. Not always in the closet. A lot of them aren't. But then they're just... Some of these guys are just weird, like, some of these guys are just like, yeah, I don't, like, I don't tell my parents what I do. Yeah. I do with one guy who has a girlfriend, and I'm like, I wonder, do you tell her? And like, I see them on Instagram, and she's a hot chick, and I'm like, what, do you, does she know? Does Man. she know? That makes it even hotter, though, if it's like, yeah. for probably for both of you, the fact that it's like, the, that it's it's secret. Like, right. it's this, it's, you know. Right, you're you're turning this. I I know a guy who gets blown by dudes periodically. Really? Yeah, and, uh, and I love the way I'll, I'll I get love you the his word, contact information. I love the word periodically in that blown by dudes. <laughs> got it, blown by dudes periodically. It's a, a biannual blowing. Every now and then, periodically is <laughs> just. Yeah. And what's his deal? What does he say? Uh, that I mean, when I ask him about it, because I'm just like, because we were, I was giving him shit about the whole Me Too thing and stuff, because you know he's drunk and whatever when. You know when it's happened, and uh, and he's like uh, he's like it, it's fine, it's not a big deal, it's just you know it's like I don't care, it's I'm not really I'm not really tied down to, right. to anything, and I'm like, well, d- does do do people? He's like, yeah, I mean my 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 girl knows or whatever, you know, and she's she's aware of it, but you know it's just one of those things I do when I when I start drinking, and yeah. it's just like okay, I mean all right, hey, live live it's your life. Interesting. But it is weird when somebody who you have no idea uh, that that you know has something like that that you just you have a preconceived notion, and then they go, "Oh yeah, I just I, I got drunk last night and this dude blew me." It's like, oh, there's a lot of dudes. I tell everybody, if in your close friends group of close friends, there's one of your friends has gotten blown by a dude, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Oh yeah, may not talk about it. May happen more than once. May not talk about it. There's definitely a guy if you have more than six friends or even less, you know, there's no way yeah. that one of those dudes has done something that, you know, they haven't, you know, disclosed to yeah. you. And Do- that makes people think, like I've told people that and they're sitting back and they're kind of like, wow, that makes me think. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it's, it's fucking sexuality. You know, sometimes people, you get in the mood, you know, the music's right. right. You're in the right context. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what's going to go down? You know, the, uh, I do like your 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 room, your buddy who got the roommate who's nuts, who's talking about yeah. his uncle reaching out. I feel like there's those situations, too, where somebody will tell a story like that yeah. to kind of prep them. Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. who knows? If he was still in that house, he could have done the uncle move yeah. you know, in the middle of the night and just be like, oh, sorry, I was abused as a child. Yeah, that's I, my yeah. friend's like radically straight. He's like Howard Stern straight where he's like afraid of men. <laughs> he's afraid of like seeing a dick because he doesn't know what will happen, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. And he's like a sec. You know, Ray Kump had a great point about this guy. Ray Kump's like, oh, you're a sex addict, but, you know, you don't every now and then see what a dick's about. You know <laughs> what kind of addict is that? Yeah, not what a kind very, of sex addict's that. Not very thorough. I was a drug addict. If you showed up with a pill I hadn't taken, I'd be like, "Let's take it for a spin." Yeah, 
You never did heroin, though, right? No, I never did heroin. I never did. I, what am I going to find a vein for an hour? It's embarrassing. <laughs> Sit there and tie seven garden hoses around myself. Like a vein pops out. What kind of <laughs> doing yoga? Who has the time? Who has the time? <laughs> who has the time? Who it's has a full time job? Who has the fucking? Time? But I remember I used to live with my grandmother, and I would have to get guy. Like I would have a guy. I had this kid come over, and I say kid. I don't mean kid. He was like nineteen. He was home from college. And he was a kid that went, and he, he came over, and it's when I was living with my grandmother in Long Island. I was living with my grandmother. I don't know why I thought, like, my grandmother went to church, and then after church, Cheryl from the church was taking her to get groceries. Cheryl was crazy religious. Cheryl used to, like, my grandmother was a very liberal Devout Catholic, but smart, like liberal. Just got a doctorate from NYU. Like, oh wow, took a few classes at Yale. Very smart. Cheryl was a like complete like hellfire and brimstone. Oh yeah, Catholic Inquisition, and like Cheryl would tell the kids like, "Your dog doesn't go to heaven." And then the kids would cry. And they would tell my grandmother, like, yeah. and my grandmother would bring her in and be like, hey, Cheryl, Cheryl let's, uh, she'd be like, Halloween is Satan's holiday. And my grandmother would be like, Cheryl, 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 let's rein it in a little bit. Let's just, let's just, the kids are seven. I'm not going to hide the truth from your children. Right, right. I'm not going to do it. Right. So, you know, Cheryl, I think, once told the kids, like, the kid was like, my parents are divorced. Will they go to hell? And Cheryl's like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, these kids are like eight years old. My yeah. grandma's like, Cheryl, let's not. So Cheryl loved my grandmother. So Cheryl would take my grandmother's shop. So I had this kid come in, 19 years old, but looked young. How old were you? Probably <laughs> around that age. Okay, okay. 20. How, how old was I? You're like, this was last week. It would be. I have no. If I listen, I mean, I don't care. In the gay community, it's not a big deal. Yeah, you know, it's really not. It's. I mean, it's like, um, it's like you do. So it's like right. Everybody's it, trying to fuck. Every, yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like. So this 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 guy comes over. He's nineteen, but he looks young, and he's coming back from college. And he comes over the house, and he's in like basketball shorts, and he's in like a. He, he, he really looked no good. I think I was like 28 or whatever. Basketball shorts, though, they sure. reveal Sure, but this was like no good. Like, if you saw this, you would go, oh, I should call the cops, you know? <laughs> like, this, this was something where you would see this in a, you would see this and be like, oh, this is a documentary yeah. on Netflix. No good, you know? The guy comes over in basketball shorts, like, kind of like, you know, comes in. He's like, he's like, I'm kind of hungry. So I was like, oh, I'll make you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? So I make him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Again, weird, weird feeling there. Not good. Seems odd. So I make up the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We 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 go in. We we go into the room that I'm in. We we don't do any. Like, we're not fucking or anything. We, we suck each other off. I think I eat his ass for a little while, and then nice. we watch Game of Thrones. Okay. Okay. And good looking, you know, whatever. Then I hear the sound of. Bags rumpling, like grocery bags. Yeah. And my grandmother and Cheryl walk in <laughs> the house. Now, he's naked on a bed watching Game of Thrones. I'm naked on a bed watching Game of Thrones. You got to get ready for My grandmother show. and, you know, Cheryl, who thinks the Virgin Mary talks to her every night, are in the living room unloading groceries. So now I have to figure out... <laughs> Some type of thing So I'm like alright So he gets dressed And then I bring him out And 
I'm like, oh, I have a friend over. And my grandma's like, my grandma knows I don't have any friends. <laughs> what friends? It's a red You're flag. a loser. You're a 28-year-old loser who's trying to be a comedian who works on a tour bus. What friend of you? What do you want? Drugs again? Like, what? Who's signed on to this? So, and then he just comes walking out. And the look on Cheryl's face, because Cheryl was kind of like, she knew what, what it was, but she didn't want to know what it was. Yeah, yeah. She want to call it out. She didn't want to call it out, but she kind of knew what it was. Yeah. And it was just the most awkward. And it was just, and this is before Uber, so I had to call the kid a cab and put him in a cab. Yeah. And it was just, it was, so, and then everyone on my block was outside for some reason because it was like the spring. And they're all watching me put this clearly younger yeah. dude in a cab. And like people were just looking at me like shaking their heads, you know? And they were like, you know? Yeah. You know? Oh, it, I did fuck them. You know, I mean. It was just one of those instances where it's like, that's what Love Simon should be. Right. <laughs> that's what Love Simon is. Fucking You're a weird 19 year old. A kid's ass watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> In your grandmother's room, but not her room, your room, in your grandmother's bungalow, and then her and her religious friend Cheryl come in to unload the groceries, and you have to walk the dude out of there. Dude, that's like a video game right there. It's that's, like a seek a mission. That's what Love, Simon is, you yeah. know? Did I, um, let, let me ask you this. Did, yeah. you, did you watch Moonlight? Yes. Did you like Moonlight? I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Moonlight. The only yeah. part I didn't like was the beach hand job. Yeah, I didn't get. I that. never like. I've never been into hand jobs. Yeah, I, well, I don't I, like hand jobs. There's got to be sand on his hand. Yeah, I've never been a hand job guy. I don't. I don't get it. It's not for me. I mean, it's, I don't know. I started to completely side. Everyone now has problems getting hard though, because a lot of people are taking anti-anxiety and depression pills since they're four years old. Oh yeah, and they're so all watching they can't torture get hard. Porn. They, they, the best thing they get is a half, and you're just playing around with it all the time, like smacking it, <laughs> putting it in the microwave. You're trying to do anything you can to get a hard dick out of some of these, you know, Adderall zombies that I'm trying to fuck here, yeah. and they're just, they're kind of just rolling around like, you know, this is really good looking kid that just can't get hard, and it's like. You know, you just make it out with him naked, and he's just got this soft dick the whole time, and you're like, okay, well, this is... That's no good. This is not great, but, you know, I mean, I'm not exactly, you know, uh, you know, Zac Efron, so I'm like, well... I don't think we'll that's. Make... I don't think that's what it is. I there. So I grew up religious. I remember they used to say, "Don't no porn. Porn's a sin." Yeah, maybe so, that's it. Maybe everyone's doing too much porn. I think it's the porn, man, because like it it, yeah. it scales. First, you just see. And you know nudity. You see yeah. genitals, and you're just like, oh my god! And you're rock hard. And then, yeah. before long, you gotta, you know, somebody's gonna be ripping a cat's leg. Sometimes off. that benefits me because I'm, a, I'm a <laughs> cat's leg. I can't come. Unless Sometimes that benefits me though because I'm leaving. a fetish. So if people get, like, I had one guy once who just grabbed my stomach and screamed for the whole time. Like he would just grab my stomach and go. Like he was During just, sex? Yeah. Well, we weren't even having sex. We were just looking up, and then he was just grabbing my stomach and like mashing it together and screaming, going, ah! And yeah. I think that's a fetish. I, yeah. Because I didn't know what it was, and then I, 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 I said to someone, I think I put up on Facebook, <laughs> I'm like, what is that? And they're like, oh, that's a fetish. I thought he was having an episode, but he was just <laughs> grabbing the stomach and just going, ah! 
having an screaming episode. Screaming the top of his life. Not in like pleasure. Like screaming like someone was trying to kill him. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Somebody explained it to me that that was a fetish. Yeah. I mean. But. Hey, whatever, you know, rocks your socks. Whatever, whatever. floats your boat. Yeah, I mean, I just, that's, you know, that, but that, that's what Love, Simon should be. Yeah. Love, Simon should have ended with a guy, a fat guy, <laughs> getting grabbed and have someone screw, because that's more interesting. That's more interesting. <laughs> that's do, what do, they were doing on the Ferris wheel? Shouldn't we be fascinated or interested in something? Does everything have to give you that? This is my problem with things. It's like everything has to give you that warm, fuzzy feeling that everything's going to be okay. Nothing is going to be okay. Right. Nothing. So knowing that is beautiful. Knowing that we're all dying, we're decaying, we're in yeah. this fucking, everything's horrible. Everything, knowing that is great. Let's make some shit that fills you with the feeling of dread. Yeah. And not the feeling of hope. <laughs> Let's go the other way. And if you made Love, Simon with me, and you had a scene where a guy was just grabbing my stomach and mashing my fat together <laughs> and screaming at the top of his lungs. Credits. God only knows what happened to him. That made... I used to say all the time, I think a lot of the guys I hooked up with were molested at a young age because my body type, you have to get, you have to get introduced to young. I used to do that joke. Huh. Did it didn't really work. Sometimes people loved it. Trump had like that. He's like, never stop doing it. I'm like, all right. So I think it's, you know, there's something to that. There's a connection. There's something to that, yeah. If you learn sexuality with a certain context, you when you're having sex again, you want to reinstill that context a right. lot of the time. Right. And usually people learn about sex in a fucked up way. You know? I just, with this episode, it's like... God only knows where they put these ads. God only knows. <laughs> God only knows where they put these advertisements. But well, dude, when you're talking about not dudes not being able to get hard, blue chew yeah. right blue there. Blue chew's huge. Right yeah. there. Get the blue chew, folks. Stop it. I mean, Stop with the soft dick. Nobody likes it. Okay? Nobody likes it. It's embarrassing. Unless you're a fucking pedo or a weirdo. Hard dick. It's okay. hard to do anything with a soft dick. It really is. It really is. Grocery shopping, anything. You can't do much with it. And every now and then you can't do much with a hard dick. You know what I mean? It's oh, like. Oh, I've been there. Sometimes you just. <laughs> Kevin, tell people where to find you. You're a really funny comedian. You've got a lot of shit going on. You're one of the guys I'm going to be hopefully seeing a lot more of when I'm out here. I'm moving here June. I'll be here full Dude, time. Dude, I'm so excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Are you moving in with Oscar? Is he, or is he yeah, not I'm in West the... Hollywood. I'm right around yeah. the block from the improv, and you know, so hopefully they'll book me once every four months. The... <laughs> you know what Dude, I mean? Dude, that's so how I it goes go out here. And, uh, I could go into the lab and make a bunch of influencers laugh. Dude, three you know? years ago, the, Thank God. the talent booker Jesus at the Hollywood Improv told me they love my stuff. They this is They'd love to see... Uh, a guy like me more on their stages and we'd love to get involved and i didn't get booked for two and a half years uh, and i just like well you know what's fascinating to me i'm like why remember that guy who killed himself by the comedy story jumped off that hotel i'm like yeah why are people not doing that four times a week <laughs> like they, all the people that i know i'm like why are you not blowing your brains out in the lobby of these comedy clubs hey it would be justified it would it I would mean, make all the sense peeps, i mean the amount of no's these fuckers here they are resilient as fuck yeah oh yeah i'm like nobody is gonna have some fun yeah uh, you can find me at Kevin Tinkin on Twitter and Instagram, T-I-E-N-K-E-N. I also do a weekly podcast with my buddy Evan called Rippin' and Skip Skippin', which is completely different than this podcast. It's mostly yeah. impressions uh, and voices. Um, I've spared Tim from having to do my podcast. I'll do it. Oh, it's, it, it's absolute it. insanity. If you want to get in the in the vortex, I'll uh, do it. I think you would have fun. I'll, I'll have you on. Yeah. We, we, and this, is, this was a good episode because I addressed all the haters... 
out there or is saying I'm a heterosexual. That's not true. You've never eaten the ass of a, a, a nice college boy while your grandmother puts away baked beans. Yeah. You can talk shit Sometimes you eat about Love, Simon. You, you realize that it's an ass. You go, this is an ass. <laughs> it's still an ass. Like, as fun or as exciting or as subversive as you think you're being... It's still a fucking still shit ass. shoot. It's like swallowing cum. You go, it always seems like it'll be a great thing to do. And then when you do it, you're like, this didn't. This didn't have to happen. You know? Like, you just, you go, all right, this is, uh, this you know, this is different like in this? the movies than it is. I want to go see Avengers. I got to see Avengers Endgame. Dude, I just watched it with my wife and kids. It, it, it's very good. It's three plus hours long it is yeah. very long well let me tell you dude, let me tell you <laughs> what else do people in this country have to do dude I, I, what let me tell you right now nothing it might as well be 18 hours long these fuckers have nothing to do a lot of them yeah make it seven hours they should start making movies seven hours and see if people go to them because guess what they will Absolutely. They will absolutely. What do you do with your Saturday? I'm seeing the new Avengers movie. It starts at 10 a.m. It lets out at 9 p.m. <laughs> you know? It's great. Yeah. Lots of twists. You know? They don't give a fuck. Now, do people take the phones out during three hours? Can people handle um, three hours without the phone? You know what? I didn't see anybody pulling their phone out. I pulled my phone out because ben, ben was calling me about this. Are you a Game of Thrones guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, are you happy with the season where it's at? Uh, did you watch the most recent I episode? Did. I'm up to date, dude. I I am I'm digging it. Uh, I I'm I'm digging it. We'll see what Who happens. Do you want to be on the Iron Throne at the end? I mean, I kind of want John to be on the the throne. You know, at okay. the end. Uh, I mean, that's because that's been uh, knowing me. Yeah. Who do I want? Uh uh uh. Fuck. God damn it! I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, it's not a guy. Oh, it's not? It's not a guy. You want Cersei on the Iron Throne. You're damn fucking right. <laughs> Cersei? He, she why is... does Cersei get no support other than the fact... <laughs> no, literally. Why does Cersei get no support other than the fact that she's a woman? I I, I mean, she's fucking her brother. Um, He's I mean, fucking hot as fuck. I'd fight. If that was my brother, I would have sex with my brother. Do, I, if I, I had an attractive cousin that would fuck me that I liked, I would fuck my cousin. I first mean, cousin. I would fuck I would my brother if with he my was first cousin. You could Literally. cut off all of his limbs and I'd still fuck him. I would fuck my first cousin <laughs> if I was attracted to a hot cousin. If I had a hot cousin that said, "Do you want to fuck?" I'd be like, "Absolutely." Yeah, I would not feel weird about that at all. Well, you don't have to worry about the you know having a retarded kid or anything. You know, it's you're good. If I had a hot cousin, I'd adopt a kid with my cousin. <laughs> literally, I would. I don't care. I literally don't care. Why not? I I got no good I arguments for me. I understand people's weirdness about having sex with their family. Yeah, you know, they're closed-minded. They're closed-minded. Literally, no, I'm not. People I'm think kidding, they're so. I'm kind of being serious. I'm kind of being serious. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> well, think about it. Think about this. <laughs> it looks like a good piece. You have a hot cousin. Hot. Yeah. Cousin. Oh, yeah. You guys know each other well. You like each other. Lots to talk about. Got a lot of... Fuck that. You got a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> talking about that. You got a hot cousin that wants to fuck. You don't fuck your cousin? I, I, I mean, I get it. I get it. 
I mean, I, I don't fuck anybody. That's, well, you're a, married. As a rule. You're married. Uh, but a hot cousin in, in general, I mean. You second know. cousin, I wouldn't even think about. Second cousin, I'd hit on. <laughs> like, but, second cousin, I would send dick pics to at a holiday. How close, cousin, how close are you wanting to get? I mean, what if your dad's really hot and he wants to fuck? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not the situation. But <laughs> if I had a hot dad, <laughs> would I fuck my hot dad? Two consenting adults. Listen, 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 <laughs> listen. If I had a hot dad, like a real daddy, mm-hmm. like a guy who made a lot of money, salt and, and pepper a beard, maybe, guy, and he had a lot of money, and he just took his big dick out all the time. Yeah. Picks you up in his caddy, pulls his dick out. <laughs> Would I suck my? If my dad was really hot and really <laughs> and really rich, why not? Would I suck him off? Probably. I mean, if it's I, there. Listen, I'm one of these people that I believe that life is really you gotta. It's up. It's up for the taking. You gotta go and get it. Live life to the fullest. You gotta go and get life. Strike while the iron's find hot. Find life and get it. <laughs> Grab um, life by the dick. You got to go and get it. <laughs> so now there's a lot of homophobic people that will hear this podcast and attack me for saying that if I had a hot dad, I would fuck my dad. <laughs> that you should fuck your dad. <laughs> there, are pe- there are homophobic people out there that don't understand sexuality and they don't understand anything. So they're heteronormative yeah. ways of looking at the world would be like, oh, no, of course you don't fuck your first cousin. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Dude, what I love is thinking of the podcast listener that found your podcast from one of your more serious episodes. Yes. Like like when you had the CIA guy. I'm uh, yeah, sure. I'm, the- I mean, I'm dead serious about fucking my hot cousin. <laughs> if I had a hot cousin, I'm not even lying. If I had a hot cousin <laughs> that wanted to bone, I would be like, "Let's do it." I feel like and you do way, and you're trying to send out a message. No, they're not. They're not. They really look like shit, to be honest. <laughs> they really do. What if they drop they a really few don't pounds? Look good. You know, they drop a few no, LBs. They were, they, some of them were decent early on. A lot of them, they're in relationships now, and a lot of them have, they've, they've let it go. They've yeah. let themselves go. I mean, but you're having a few drinks, maybe a couple of eggnogs at a Christmas party. I'm not you're back fucking at my cousin unless they're hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not gonna fuck. I'm not gonna fuck a six or a seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I did. I got a hot cousin. And, really? Uh, oh yeah. I mean, I but and you know you're growing up. You, you just what's around? You know you're. you're I yeah. look around and she's she's gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, and and I just I yeah you know it was a real it was a real struggle for me growing up. You know to not uh, not put the vibes out. Yeah. And you would would you ever fantasize about your cousin? I don't know if I'd go so far as fantasizing. The the most weird uh, sexual shit that happened family wise. Yeah, was I was probably I was so young. many people are getting so hot right now. Oh yeah, keep going. Uh, it was me and my my cousin. It was a, a dude, and we were yep. oh yeah yep. oh yep. yeah, and we we were uh, we were we were playing army. Oh so yeah, he he was like oh, yeah, thirteen. Were. I All was right, hold ten. On. No 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 no. <laughs> You were both 18. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was sunset. Hold on. No, I remember because we, we were playing Army, and then uh, we were at my grandma's house. Grandma's, um, there's a hotbed. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember him being like, uh, well, we're going to go on leave. You know, we're going to war. So uh, we got, you know, one night. 
So let's grab our girls and go up to the bedroom. So we literally, I remember going up to like this, this bedroom that had two twin beds yeah. separated by like a wall. And he's like, all right, you take your girl over there. I'll take my girl over here. And then I just sat in the bed. I don't know what he was doing uh, on the, in the other bed. But uh, that was, that was, it was, uh, it was very interesting. Pretty intense. I'm just telling everybody right now that if I had a hot first cousin that wanted to fuck, I would fuck them all the time. <laughs> and um, thanks for listening. Goodbye.